For our first message today, we have a split sermon from Mr. David Hope entitled, Forgiveness is Good for the Forgiver. Mr. Hope. Thank you, Mr. Nolan. Good afternoon, everyone here. Good to see some of our visitors and people that are watching online today. Hopefully, we've got a house full. Forgiveness is something I haven't spoken about for a while. It, 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 uh, sometimes we get in a habit of doing a lot of things. I start to teach on marriage again. I haven't done that in a long time either. But uh, anyway, one of these days I'll do that. I had uh, not an excuse, but just uh, kind of a funny thing happened. I had two or three subjects going. I usually do it on paper first, you know, scrap paper out of the trash can and then when it gets down time pretty close to it, then I start putting it on a computer. Well, I did it opposite this time. I did it, started doing the last two or three weeks on a computer, two or three different things. And, and uh, I think it was yesterday, I went in there and somewhere or another I lost it. Did ask me if I wanted to save it and I said no. Anyway, but, so I, and I don't even remember what I had. I didn't have any paper to write it on. But anyway, but uh, this, 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 this one sounded good to me. I'd, about 10 years ago, I think, last time I spoke about this subject, uh, a little different title, and I hit it from just a little different way. But this time, uh, forgiveness is for the good of the forgiver. And I want to put it in respect of those of us that, that do the forgiving. And although I'm going to have some of the other points in it. Anyway, uh, if you turn with me to Mark 11th chapter, verse 25. I'm having to read a lot of this out of my Bible in the smaller print because I was running short on paper. I was going to print it this morning. Uh, this is not an apology. It's just an excuse, I guess, for being disorganized. But uh, I ran totally out of paper, and I had to uh, scrounge around and find other paper. And, and I did this some real cutting and pasting like we used to do. You know, you take scissors or scotch tape and, and tape things around. So anyway, but and, and I brought my little cheater glasses in case I need them. Uh, Lawrence kind of uh, was shocked here a while back because I put them on a Bible study. I put them over these to, to see. And I may have to do that with some of the small. But anyway, uh, Mark 11 chapter and verse 25 and 26 just to get it started. And Jesus talking says, And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any that or against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may, well, let me, yeah, there's my glasses, verse 25, and when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses, but if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive you your trespasses. I might ought to use these things all the way through. Uh, I won't go there right now, but I'll just quote uh, a deal from uh, Matthew 6:12, and I may come back to that a little later. Uh, it says, "Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors." You know, most of us are familiar with what most people call the Lord's Prayer: "Forgive us our trespasses." We'll go to Matthew 18, 18th chapter. Matthew 18, verse 23. 27 first of all 
Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought to him which owed him 10,000 talents. And if you look that up, there's a lot of, lot of money. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children, you know, to be separated and sold, and all that he had and payment be, to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me. I will pay you. And, have, and we've been in situations at times, uh, I think a lot of us have, where uh, we owed somebody a lot of money. And fortunately, uh, maybe not unfortunately, but and we didn't always get forgiven. I had a big bill one time that I didn't have insurance, and I had uh, two kidney deals, two different hospitals, and the bill was way high. And... Uh, I told them the same thing. Have me patience with me. I'll pay you, you know. And uh, they didn't forgive me, but they, they, they did have patience, and I was very appreciative of that. Uh, I'll pay you all. The Lord, that servant, moved, was moved with compassion and loosened him and forgave him his debt. And that's an honorable thing. And, and I think in the message before, some of us have given, you know, the exact equivalent in money. That was a lot of money in today's, today's money. We'll go to, uh, I'll just finish up now, the, the contrast to that, uh, uh, Matthew 8, still 18, verse 28 through 35. But the same servant, and this is the one that was forgiven all of that money, the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence, and which wasn't too much, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying pay me that you that you owe and his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him saying have patience with me and i will pay you and he would not so the guy that was forgiven didn't didn't pass it on he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. And they had ways back then, you know, to pay off debt. But we'll go into that right now. I'm doing fine. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told to their Lord all that was done. You know, and I think you would do the same thing. Then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you desired me. Should not you also have compassion on your fellow servant, even as I had pity on you? And his Lord was angry and delivered him up to the tormentors until he should pay all that was due him. So it was reversed. The guy ended up having to pay it. You know, uh, it, his, his Lord rescinded his forgiveness of payment. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you if you from the hearts, you know, deep down in the hearts, forgive not everyone their brother their trespasses. You know, many people think that forgiveness is easy and that you should be over with soon. You know, it shouldn't be any problem. Well, I forgive you. Well, forgiveness is not always just an event. It's not something like, well, I forgive you and then it's over with. We'll go into a few things, and some of you have heard some of these things before, what, what forgiveness is and what forgiveness is not. There's uh, mis 
misconception sometimes on what forgiveness is. What do you think forgiveness is in your mind? Do you have any ideas? I'm not going to ask for any hands who would be be here all day answering questions or acknowledging unless you just really have something you want to say and put out. I, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Thayer's Greek lexicon, there's different uh, versions of it. Uh, it is very simple. Uh, remit. <laughs> you know, like he remitted a sin. Webster's Dictionary, to refrain, to refrain from exacting payment, a canceled debt, give up that you owe me. You know, give up the idea, you did me wrong, now you owe me. You give up that, you don't try to get evil. And uh, go to uh, uh, First Peter, third chapter. First Peter, third chapter, and verse seven through nine, and breaking into a thought again. Likewise, you husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Finally, be you all one mind, having compassion on one another, Love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous. Verse 9, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing, you know, revert that, be, be good to them. Knowing that you are hereunto called that you should inherit a blessing. Okay. Uh, one thing forgiveness is not. Some people have the misconception that forgiveness is forgetting. You forget that it ever happened. It's not true. Some things you can't forget, even though you do forgive. Uh, someone said forgetting is uh, brain damage. You know, you're getting like me, old and senile. But uh, forgetting, uh, forgiveness is not forgetting, even though you would like to do that. Forgiveness is not pretending that the event that caused you to be hurt did not exist. You don't pretend that it didn't exist. It did. Some things, and it depends on the seriousness of it. You know, some things we can get over very easy. Pretending is not that the grieving is over. Just say, well, I forgive you, or you are forgiven, that the, that the grieving process is over. It's not. And like I said, a lot of it depends on the degree, the, the situation that, that we had. You know, somebody knocks your cup of coffee over and spills it, gets it on your new dress or something. Well, you can forgive them, but that's a lot different than them taking your husband. <laughs> you know, you can forgive that a lot easier. And you're still going to grieve over it. You know, if, if uh, some way you're moving and, and your mate uh, packs up your high school annual, you know, that you had all the signatures and stuff in there and inadvertently threw it into the trash and there's no way of retrieving it. Well, some people would have a very hard time getting over that. But, you know, it's, it's a mistake, but uh, it's just all relative. You know, some things are, are easier to forgive and, and some things are not. Forgiveness doesn't mean that there aren't any consequences. You know, we can give uh, uh, 
Well, there's a n number of things. I'll just give one just real a simple thing. You know, a, a person can uh, have um, uh, sex outside of marriage and end up with a pregnancy there. You can be forgiven. You can be forgiven by God. You can be forgiven by the person, the other person. But in many cases, the consequences are still there. You know, you are forgiven. Forgiveness is not necessarily reconciliation. You can't always reconciliate with people. It's not always possible. It's, it's a way, it's a mode, it's a, a door to get to that. And forgiveness doesn't necessarily mean that you trust them. You don't necessarily trust the person. So why choose forgiveness? Why do it, you know, for all these things? Why, why do we choose to do that? Well, for one thing, it chokes out bitterness, and a lot of you can understand that. Helps to move you out of the pain, to carry all that anger and resentfulness and hard feelings and, and regret over what's happened. It helps to move you out of that pain. It also increases the capability and the capacity for love. It, it helps to move you into that. And like I said, it does make reconciliation possible. In many cases, reconciliation cannot happen until uh, uh, forgiveness is given. And the forgiveness is for the forgiver. It's, it's not just for the one that's forgiven. It's for the forgiver so much in this context. We'll go to uh, Colossians 3. Oh, it's in 3, 12 through 13. Here's one of the things we should do. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness, or humbleness of mind, meekness, and long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, and and. and you know, a lot of us in here have had to forgive each other. You know, and I, I hope that you've forgiven me some of the things that maybe I did do or didn't do and don't know about or, or some things I did. And we've all forgiven each other. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do you. And if you do forgive, life will be better now. Life will be a lot better now. And God will forgive you also. Be determined. Be determined. It's not easy, but it is a choice we have. We all have a choice to decide whether or not we want to forgive. You go to Proverbs 19. And the Bible is replete with a lot of forgiveness in there, but there's a lot of uh, secular stuff uh, out here also. Proverbs 19, verse 11. The discretion of a man defers his anger. So we have the choice if we want to defer our anger. And it is his, it is his glory to pass over transgression. And sometimes we do feel pretty good when we forgive someone of something uh, you know it's it's uh, hopefully you've experienced that 
Proverbs 24, verse 17 and 18. And here's a way to not be. Rejoice not when your enemy falls, and let not your heart be glad when he stumbles. And I've seen people, and, and I think maybe I've been guilty of it too, well, they really got theirs. They deserve it, the dirty rascal. You know, look the way they've done people. They, they look the way they did me. They deserve this situation. Well, that's the wrong attitude. Lest the Lord see it and it displease, displease him and turn away his wrath from him. You know, God may already be ready to take up for you because he did you wrong, but, you know, he sees your attitude. He may just say, hey, let's just let the guy go. You know, it's, it, you know this guy's got a bad attitude. Proverbs 24, verse 29. Say not, I will do so to him as he has done to me. You know, do unto others as they do unto you. I will render to the man according to his work. You know, we don't do that. We don't want to say, well, you, you keyed my car, so I'm going to take a hatchet to yours or something. You know, I'm going to do bad things to you. I'm, you think you're bad? I'm really bad. That's, that's not an attitude. And I know people like that. Proverbs 25, 21 through 22. Very familiar. If your enemy be hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. Have we heard that before in the New Testament? For you shall heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward you. So this is over in the Old Testament. And and in the New Testament, I'm not going to turn there now, but uh, Matthew uh, 5.44, Jesus is saying the same thing, very same thing. Also later on, uh, the Apostle Paul said in, in Romans 12, verse 20 through 21. And uh, if I'd realized it had been as far ahead, I'd have uh, turned to it. And I still can, but we'll get out. Anyway, but Paul says the very same thing. In fact, I may just go ahead and go there anyway, just uh, uh, Romans 12. I've used a computer so much, can't even find Romans anymore. Don't have it marked. The Bible's getting kind of like Mr. Gregory said his is. The pages are getting thin and and uh, worn through. It's hard to, hard to turn them without them tearing apart. Romans 12, verse uh, 20 and 21. Paul speaking. Now I'll read. I'm going to start in 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, I didn't give this to. Hey, you got it anyway. Thank you, Brian. But it. Uh, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repair, say, repay. <laughs> not repair says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy hunger, in Jesus' word and what is said in Proverbs, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. In so doing, you shall reap coals of fire upon his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. So we are to look and try to find things that will uh, be good. I'm going to read from an article that I, I had originally printed it about... Ten years ago, I think March in 2009, and there's a lot of information and I've found uh, even recently, uh, most of you can go on the internet and find topics on this, and, and I've found some pretty good things, but 
Here's uh, one from uh, uh, Daily Health News, uh, a life coach, Laura, or Lauren Zander, and she wrote, and I kind of condensed things down. Lauren explained that forgiveness is always essential. It's always necessary. A necessary step for moving forward in life, even acts that seem unforgivable, abuse, abandonment, violent crime may be understood within the context of a person's damaged life or soul. So many times, many of us in here have been damaged. We've been uh, really hurt badly by someone. Like I said, this is a real small print. <laughs> uh, damage to the soul. It is important to understand that hanging on to the past or to past transgressions, whether it be your own or others, allows the poison. Just think about anger being poison. I've heard a lot of cases here recently about uh, how it poisons your body, the, the biological chemical things that it does to a bar person's body and to their mind and their soul and their spirit and their energy level and so many other things. It's just, just barely touching the surface. But anyway, allows the poison to stay within you. She says, this, doctor, this is a Lauren Zenner, says forgiveness is the only way to resolve deep feelings of anger resentment or guilt that otherwise can intrude on your ability to form close relationships to confident I'm sorry to confidently pursue higher professional levels even to bond properly with your children in addition unresolved anger and resentment can contribute to physical ailments that range from heart disease to high blood pressure to digestive disorders and depression. Lauren believes that it is always best to resolve issues as soon as possible. And don't be a procrastinator like I am. A lot of times I have a tendency to procrastinate. But it's always uh, advisable to do it as soon as you can rather than carrying the anger with you for months and often years and sometimes forever and, and I, I know people and I don't give an example but people have carried anger against people for all of their life I know people that are angry right now with with some of the former church big leaders years ago very angry over that and they, and they just can't get over it Sadly, it is not unusual for people to continue carrying anger and the an unforgiving spirit towards someone who has died, generally a family member. And like I said a while ago, there's a lot of research you can you come up with right now, and there's ways of, if I thought I'd had more time, which I wouldn't have, but I, I would have gotten into some more, some, some really good things to do we can do physically to help uh, do that. And I'll give a few things, but not not some of the newer things I saw. Uh, one thing that I think even this lady even uh, uh, recommended was use the Lord's Prayer. And when we go, I mentioned a while ago, uh, Matthew 6. Go over to Matthew 6. 
Matthew 6, and uh, I've got 9 through 15. And what, what she recommends you do is put the person's name in that, and put your name in that too. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 9. After this manner, therefore pray you, Our Father, which art in heaven, and you, you know, you can go through all the things, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us day, this day our daily bread, and forgive me, David, you know, hope, forgive me my trespasses as I forgive, you know, whatever your name is. Hopefully I don't have anything against any, I don't know of any, I, right now I wouldn't tell it anyway if I did. But, you know, and, and I know a person that did that, even a person sitting here right now that did that several years ago was a waitress at a restaurant and, uh, you know, she changed jobs and, and the people were really giving her a hard time and, and really to the point that she wanted to quit, wanted to quit her job. And she was practicing at that time some of these principles of forgiveness. And she went, would go back into the ladies' room, back into the closet, whatever they call it back there, and pray for that person, and pray that that person would get the job that she wants. And I won't, and anyway, but some, I remember this many years ago, and miraculous thing that happened out of that, that, you know, how both parties really ended up in the good. Really good things happened to them. But instead of being mean and angry and, and fighting with that management and other things, you know, it didn't. So it, it was good for me to hear stories like that, you know, when other people, <clears throat> pardon me, when other people have success following God's word. But anyway, uh, put their name in there. Forgive us our debtors as we forgive them. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. One thing, speak kindly to the person and about the person. And sometimes that's hard to do, to speak nice to a person that, that we know is cutting our throat, has done bad things to us, and, and have really uh, made life pretty bad for us sometimes. It's hard to do that sometimes. But it says, speak, speak kindly to the person and about the person. And in that light, let's turn over to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Ephesians 4 chapter, we've got 26, yeah, I've got 26, 26 through 32, and breaking into some thoughts again. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another, you know, the body of Christ here. Be you angry. It's okay sometimes to be angry. You know, it's, it's okay. But sin not. Be, be you angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. I don't know what you do on cloudy days. You just, you know, California, you let it go. No, that's not. Neither give place to the devil. And the devil will definitely take his place in there. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needs. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, especially concerning that person, 
but that which is good to the to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath which comes with when you're not forgiving and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Verse 32, and be you kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And here are a few small things that we can do, and there's a lot of lists, but uh, one thing that they suggest is uh, write a brief letter of goodwill to the person. And do not be hurt if they don't answer. You know, sometimes they don't. I've done that. I've, I've, I've done that and didn't, didn't get any response. Uh, but you've cleansed your own heart. Study the factors that made the situation the way it is. Sometimes we may deserve what we've gotten. Not always, but sometimes. And I don't have any of this written down, any examples, but uh, they claim that, you know, to look and see if you're uh, offended or uh, need to forgive someone on something that you perceive they did, look at it from their point of view. Sometimes that's hard to do to look at it from their point of view. And uh, I'll just give a, a small example. This, this wasn't a horrible sin. It wasn't anything. Uh, but when I was in... Uh, going into my 12th year in high school in New Mexico, uh, I wanted to buy a car. I had the money. I'd worked in the oil field all summer and, and baled hay and hauled hay and had enough money to buy this little 50 Ford. Real nice, the engine real good shape on it, real good paint job. It was painted by hand with a brush. <laughs> you can see the brush streak. But boy, did it go, and I thought the girls would love it. And uh, my dad wouldn't let me buy it. And like I said, this is not a hard thing. It wasn't a bad thing. And, uh, but the, the tickler was my brother, my dad helped my brother buy a car two years before, you know. And he didn't pay for it, but he helped him buy it and paid some of his insurance and stuff. And, and I, I didn't, I wasn't mad at my dad, but I, I had feelings, you know. I really wish dad would let me do that. I don't know why. You know, does dad like him better than he does me, you know? And uh, I knew better because my dad was there. But it's just a subconscious thing. But you know, I was probably close to in my 60s when I realized what really went on. I really thought about it, and I was talking to my wife about that. I said, you know, dad was really smart when he did that. He wasn't picking on me. He wasn't making me... Uh, you know, uh, not have fun because I would get the family car, you know, to go on dates on Friday or Saturday night, and then I could use my brother's car the other night, so I didn't really need it. But at that time, and I didn't realize it until probably a year or so before my father passed away, and I never told him this, and like I said, I never treated him any differently, but it was the, the, the feeling, in, which is just kind of a small microcosm of what we can go through. But at the time, when I was entering into my senior year in uh, uh, the latter part of 1960, uh, the oil boom in, in the Four Corners area where New Mexico, Utah, Arizona, and Colorado meet, 
that whole area there was a big oil boom. That's why everybody from Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma, and Wyoming, everybody moved out there because that's where the oil boom was at that time, late 50s. Well, it was, it was playing out. And my dad could see, as someone said there a while back, the handwriting on the wall. He knew this stuff is going to be out. And David, and he didn't tell me. He didn't give me a reason. But we ended up having to move back to Oklahoma to the house that we own in, in Oilton. And uh, my dad knew I would not have the money to buy insurance for the car, even though I paid the car off. I wouldn't have the money to buy new tires for it and have kids hot rod, you know, and that old Ford V8 engine, you know, I would hot rod it because my history was hot rodding and racing. And, uh, but anyway, it took me a long time to realize my dad, in his wisdom, chose not to let me have my car. And there's, that's just one of many things, and this is small, but you can get the, con the concept, you know, with, with something in your life that you know, and, and, and maybe you can justify some things, and maybe you can't, but sometimes we need to, to do that and, and to see and look a little bit on the other person's point of view. So winding down, ask Christ now to affect a permanent change in your nature. You know, we need sometimes to have a change in our nature. It's not always uh, our best intention to forgive someone. Ask for a rebirth with all resentment tendencies removed. You know, if we have a tendency of holding grudges, we need to ask God to help us to have a personality change and, and study his word and pray and fast and, and sincerely want this. We really want to be able to repent, I mean, to forgive because it's for our benefit. Pray for it. Believe it is given you and you will have it. When you have nothing in your heart against anyone, you will be amazed with the power of happiness that will be yours. Life will be so much better for you and for me if we can learn to forgive from the heart.